When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I need to set this up for you. As you may or may not know, the Monday and Tuesday podcasts come from our Saturday show that airs on News Radio 1000 in the Seattle area. Well, this past Saturday, the, the day that this was recorded, the uh, board operator sort of forgot to play the music that starts the show, which we're so used to hearing. And when it wasn't there, we were a bit surprised. Listen in. Hello? Did the show start without us? Hello. Hey, Doc, Hello. you got to do the program. Oh, really? Oh. Uh, we're, I was kind we're of on. I was kind of expecting to Isn't be there to be voice all, I, I all was kind of expected voices? to be piped in by some some catchy tune and some woman yeah, from yeah. I don't know, I don't know who she is. She's some just faceless woman who says talking real money a lot. I kind of missed Not her. Not this little. time. She's I missed very her. busy. I missed her a little yeah. bit, but that's okay. Hi. We could do this on our own, you think? Not well. I'm a little nervous now. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Don McDonald, and over there is my good buddy, Tom Cock, and we hang out every Saturday talking real money on the radio. <laughs> Your money. Your life. Our money. Yeah, somebody's money. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. You can call us on that. We'd love to talk to you. Hey, Tom. You're supposed to respond yes. with something. Yes. Hey, Tom. I was nodding what, my head. Don? It doesn't really yeah. work on radio. radio. I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hey, Tom. Yes. You know how you know how many times I've heard people say, you know, I tried to sell my house, but I couldn't get what I couldn't get what it was worth. You know, I just nobody will pay me what the house is worth. I just can't get what it's worth. Well, why do you think it's worth a certain amount if somebody won't pay it to you? If somebody won't pay you a certain amount, is it in fact worth that amount? No, it turns out it's not. And by the way, a, a guy who runs a pretty well-known company that's in the housing business so they didn't want to be in the housing business because they didn't want to insult anybody by offering them oh, low-ball yeah, prices. You're talking about Redfin, the housing. Yeah. yeah, Redfin and Zillow both got into the house flipping thing when houses were hot, when the prices someone, were going up day by day by day. Someone, uh, the, the aforementioned person at Redfin, and others have been saying, "Well, I'll just, you know, I don't believe the prices. They're not, they're not right because." Supply remains low, even though inventories are rising. Sales has dropped by about 25%, and prices are down somewhere from the spring between 7 and 10%. Depends on where you are and all this. So, so prices are down, but that is the price. Right. And what's funny is that <laughs> no, but, but prices are probably down even more than we think they're down because probably. there are a lot of people who are still trying to sell their houses at those inflated prices. So they're on the market. And that's making the market look a little better than it actually is. But I love that comment from the guy at Zillow who said, we're just getting out of this because, you know what, I can't, I don't want to insult people. They're going to yeah. feel insulted when I offer them what their house is really worth. 
That's what it's really worth, what somebody is willing to offer you. And this points out the power of the stock and the bond markets, because we can know with a relatively high degree of certainty that at any moment your stock or your bond is worth X because millions of people are buying and selling those bonds and stocks every second of the day. And the same holds true to other assets, right? Whether they be real estate, stocks, bonds, it could be crypto. Should I dare say it? Crypto currency yeah. uh other things non-trade oh no not name trade no just can't tell what the price can't tell what the price of those are right right that's the kind of stuff we don't like seeing you but the the, the, the this is a well-made point i think for anything you own it's only worth what the next person says it's worth right not what you think it's worth right just ever. like just like that guy who who met with you and you tried to sell him the honda for like eighty five thousand dollars <laughs> You said, hey, come on. Try to make something back on it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This is a classic now with all these electric cars out there. What? what, Are you going to drive an electric where you have to recharge it? Remember when you used a gas car? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. You're going to go over to the station. If if they go all electric, will our gas cars actually be worth more? (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. I do want to mention one thing around the housing real estate situation because I talked to another person last night who said, yeah, we have all these rental houses, but I know you're down on real estate. No. I'm not down on real estate. I own real estate, too. I'm down on people that think it's easy to buy and to sell, to make, to be flippers. I'm down on people that think it's easy to, you know, buy something and be a landlord. Those things aren't, neither of those are easy passive income. Sorry, it does, it's like running any other business. Running a business is difficult. The only passive income, true passive income in real estate, comes through real estate investment trusts. Correct. That is true passive income. It does not require any work on your part. But every Somebody other, else is doing the work. Every yeah. other real estate investment, when you're buying individual properties, that now has gone from being an in, a passive investment to being a real live, honest-to-goodness job. And, and jobs part- are great. We love jobs. Yeah. And we're not so again. We're not down on real estate. I, by the way, I'm, I'm also down, and I thought of another thing. I'm down on it when people think that they're going to get rich just buying a home and holding it for a period of time. Real estate has appreciated a little over inflation for a long time, Don, going back to all the way to the 1950s. Okay. Well, okay. Give That's us a it. call That's all at eight five five nine three five talk eight five five. Nine three five eighty two fifty five. I'm done. That's Tom. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. That's her. That's the woman. That's yeah. the one I was she, talking about she before came she back. came back. Thank you for I'm coming so back, happy. woman. Yeah. We don't know your name, but we we appreciate your efforts on our behalf. Your work. Yeah. Your work. You do great work. We don't know how you do it, but you're always there, well, almost always there when we need you. Everybody makes mistakes. I know you missed the last one, but it's okay. 855-935-TALK. That's the number to call to talk about money with me, Don McDonald, him, Tom Cock, and whoever you are. Oh, you're David. Hi, David. Welcome to Talking Real Money. David. Dave? Hey, I was uh, appointed as an executor for a uh, will. 
and uh, gathered all the investments, sold the real property. Now, as a term of the will, money is supposed to trust for approximately four and a half years. What I'm trying to find out is, is where that money should go. Oh, Tom, the wow. dilemma of finding well, a trustee. Yeah, I mean, so this is, yeah, I mean, so here's the, the thing about... I'm sorry? I was the executor, but I will be the trustee as well. Oh, okay. I just need some more to put. So you, you, have, you can That's put the money anywhere you want. Yes. You don't have to hire a trust company. Okay, good. So you're the trustee, so you can make Currently, decisions. But now the, the money is held in the trust, you said, for four years? About four and a half years. And then what happens to it? Paid out? All paid out to the heirs. Got it. Well, so currently, as, as you know, we're recommending cryptocurrencies right. online yeah. aisle two at a great discount, and we think the upside is tremendous. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's nearly zero now. How well, much? How much lower tremendous. can it go? I mean, can only go to zero. If it was good at twenty grand, it looks that much better at fifteen. No, what, what oh, okay. you have to do as a as a as a responsible trustee. In your fiduciary responsibility as a trustee, what you should do is find out what the wishes are of those future beneficiaries. What will this money be used for for them? And if it is money that is going to be invested for them long term, then my understanding is that you can, if you were to invest it a little more aggressively, you did it at the behest of the beneficiaries, you would be covered under your fiduciary responsibility, and you could then transfer the assets in kind to move those. Yeah. Yeah. Move them into the names of the beneficiaries. So I would sit down and have a meeting with the beneficiaries and find out what they want this money to do for them and then create a plan, an investment plan that meets those needs. If they need it in cash right out of the gate, then you're going to have to be very, very conservative. But if this is money they're going to then invest for their retirements and it's going to be there for 10 or 12 years or more, then you can start that retirement investing right now as you build the trust. And are these relations of yours? Roundabout, yes. I'm fairly certain that they'll want the cash as soon as they can. Then you need to invest it. it in cash for four years. Well, I no, mean, but in in, in in very conservative. Uh, okay, well, that's a different. You'd matter. have to yeah. be in, in. You'd have to be to to maintain your fiduciary responsibility. You would have to be in very stable bond products, or else they could come back. Yeah. After you for breach of your fiduciary duty and get them. So I, I got to tell you what I would probably do if they want the cash. Tom, correct me if you think differently, but. I'd be very, very tempted to just build a ladder of treasuries or CDs, probably brokered CDs. And you can, you know, you're getting right now somewhere around 4% on many of those, so it ain't bad, really. I mean, that could be a pretty good alternative. Build a four-year ladder so that every year you've got one that's mature. Well, what you're going to, no, actually, you're going to build out to four years and then just go to to three years with the new maturity, two years with the new maturity, one year, and then have them all mature out at the same time and pay them off. Um, and, and you can do that at any major custodian, or if you wanted to go see what the market bears, go to bankrate.com and see what the uh, I think you're going to get better. I think you're going to get better rates right now through brokered uh, CDs. Yeah. Just go to Schwab or Fidelity yeah. or E-Trade or any of those guys, although E-Trade, that's Morgan Stanley now, isn't it? 
Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It kind of worries me. But I would I would go look at brokered CDs. I, I think that's probably your best bet. It's kind of sad that they want the cash, but that's the circumstance under which you operate. So thank you very much for the call. We really appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Linda, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Or not. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Linda. Oh, oh. Linda. We, we thought you sounded a little like a dial yeah. tone for a minute, but you now you sound like a human. What's up? Well, thank you. I am a human. Um, I have a question about what to do with a kind of like a lump sum, and I need to kind of avoid, um, not avoid, but do the tax later. And if I put it in an IRA, that's, I can defer it, right? Okay. You're getting yes, a lump sum to, of money, it, though, Linda. How much is this lump sum of money? Uh, probably oh, maybe uh, 20000 Okay. And this is money that you're going to use later to pay yourself in some fashion? Yeah, for, for re- okay. use it for retirement. Okay, how old are okay. you right now, Linda? Uh, 67. 67. And when do you think you might want to start drawing that money out? Mm, haven't given much thought because this is a kind of an extra mm-hmm. amount do- that I- I'm going yeah. to assume you so have earned income right now. I've given it much thought to when to use it. Do, do you have earned income right now? But I want a liquidity, though. Don't want it to be stored in some annuities. No, we don't want that either. We're opposed to annuities. Now, do you have earned income? Um, yes, earned income. Good. How Still much? Earned income, yes. So you have a job. How much do you make a year, roughly? Um, probably 50. Good, good, good. And you don't fund an IRA right now? I don't have one yet. Tom, you got an idea for her, I think. Yeah, I do. I would just roll that into an individual retirement account and own a target. Well, she can't roll it into a Roth. No. It's pre-tax money. Is it it pre-tax money? Yeah, she said it was in a retirement type account. Oh, okay. You got to roll it into an IRA. Okay. Yeah. And then own a target date fund of some kind, 2030, maybe yeah. 2025, something like that. Pretty simple. You go to Vanguard and you could own you know, a target date. You'd have to pay taxes on it. A Roth IRA? If you put it into a Roth, you'd have to pay taxes on it. Thank you for the call. Tom and Don are talking oh. real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And uh, calls always invited at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can call us live when we do the show on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern at 855-935-8255. And you can send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. So, um... Here's one of those questions. Tom got this one. This is we mentioned in the last hour of the last podcast that Tom got a question from one of our international listeners. Yeah, from Dublin, Ireland. Wow, I, I knew. I mean, I, yeah, th- 
came by Raven, I guess, or something. Uh, this is from Ally. Ally or A-L-L-Y. Don't know how to pronounce that in Allie. Ireland. Ally. Okay. Uh, writes, greetings from Dublin, Ireland. Our weather is kind of between Washington and Florida as it rains many days. But we do get a, and this uh, this is actually in the note, a wee bit of sun every day. Can you give me that, a wee bit of well, sun? Well, get, you get a wee bit of the sun every day in there Seattle, too, go. don't you? The Emerald, the yeah. They, yeah, the Emerald City, they're the Emerald Isles. <laughs> right. I wonder why fun. they're both so emerald. Wouldn't you think that maybe it's because it rains? It's a fun <laughs> place to live where people pop over to places and say, Ah, sure, look it, for no apparent reason. Ah, sure, look it. I don't know what <laughs> for that no means. apparent reason. I well, because means, because there's okay. a there's a there's a bit of a leprechaun in everyone, isn't there? I guess so. It's magically so, delicious. Uh, Allie writes. I have many questions to start with. This one in virtually every episode until quite recently, you promoted the exchange traded fund VT Vanguard's total stock world index. Recently, you've been seeing the praises of Avantis's relatively new all equity markets ETF AVGE. Hey, excuse me, but may I interrupt week, for a minute? You no. can't get either of those in Ireland anyway. Go ahead. Oh well, then you're screwed. Uh, but this <laughs> week you mentioned—can I say that nicely? I don't. You know. mentioned the AVUG isn't weighted very heavy international. You threw out the idea of supplementing it with another Avantis ETF that's international. At no point in the conversation did either of you even mention ET uh, VT. Pardon me. I would—I haven't heard you mention VT in weeks, months. What gives, guys? Ah, uh, sure. Look, I mean. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do you no longer promote VT for your customers? Is it AVGE no, no, plus no, Avantis no. ETF in your eyes since it's two uh, ETFs versus one? Oh, by the way, there's yes. a PS. Yeah. You had me at we hate leaf blowers. I despise them, too. They're pointless. <laughs> Thanks for the great show. I'm a regular listener who learned a lot from you, too. I, I should have been Gora. Uh, <laughs> how stereotypical was okay, that but impression this is, this how stereotypical was it though really stereotypical yeah. okay this gets back to something we discussed last hour last podcast yeah 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 every time we mention something doesn't mean you have to add it to your portfolio yeah, yeah. you got to have a portfolio sometimes new things come along that make more sense than the okay just to go back to our question here and i don't know if you can get this in in ireland or not uh, I don't know. Maybe it's on the it's on the good. exchanges. Maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe it's can't. But the Vanguard Total Stock World Stock Index VT is more weighted to U.S. More weighted to large companies mm -hmm. than the Avantis AVGE. They're very similar because they own a global equity portfolio. We have simply said that if we had to pick one today, I think I'd probably pick AVGE because it fits better with what I believe, and that is that small and value stocks will make more over time. Doesn't mean we hate VT or we hate Vanguard. We don't, it's just we don't. that's where we are today. We don't. We don't. It's called evolution, and we are big believers in it. Which apparently stopped in my family thousands well, of years ago. Yeah, but still. We're not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> but the reality is we are all so accustomed to listening to uh, – radio shows or watching TV shows or reading articles where somebody is promoting a stock. Yes, I, I saw entirely. a Motley Fool article today that says, you want to have a million dollars in retirement, buy these three stocks and hold them for 10 oh. years. You, so, you see that we don't, we're not, uh, we're not That's promoting not we anything. We, no, we've no. got no skin in any of these mutual funds game or, and they have no skin in our game. They don't pay us. We don't ask for anything in return from them. We just we keep our eyes open for things that make sense academically, that fit 
the, the, the portfolio research that has been done over the past 50 or so years. And it's really amazing research. And as long as it fits that research, we're probably going to sing its praises. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. I just realized that this is going to be next week's podcast, warts and all. (laughs) Yeah, but the information's been good. The information has been extraordinary, Tom, and thanks to you. I don't know about that. Oh, by the way, I was supposed to mention something I failed to do so earlier. And I have to just say these two little words, and then I'm done. Oh, is this a plug? Are you kidding? Go Grizzlies. Oh, oh, oh. This is the... The game uh, is only an hour and a half away. This is the... the 1A state soccer championship yeah, or something. they're in the right? Elite Eight this afternoon, dude. This is a big deal. The yeah. Elite Eight. Go Grizzlies. So. Is is your little Grizz playing? She Well, I don't know about playing. She'll be there. Well, I she know. She may not play. So, anyway, you she's know, part ha- of the team. Have you ever part thought about team. tripping some of the other girls just so she gets some playing time? Just like, I, just, I bring my red cards and my whistles and yeah. do the best I dude, can from, from the, the stands. stands so. <laughs> <laughs> Give that one a red card. No, that never works. 855-935-TALK. That is a number that helps you make money work for you a lot harder, a lot better. Well, the, and look we've, at the calls we've had today. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. It's around market timing. It's it's around. It's the same old stuff. Basically, it really is because people are like, well, I waited because. Why? Well, because the market was, or Ukraine, or you whatever. It's Those things are I, ancillary. I listen completely. to your show religiously, and... Um, I, I'm thinking about uh, getting out of the market because it's so far down. Do you, what do you think I should do? But I listen religiously, and I follow everything you say. Which part are you following? I, I, well, I bought VT when you liked that, and then I sold it when you said AVGE. Wow. And then uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Got it. We do have a yeah. thousand plus podcasts. I understand how it can be confusing. It can be overwhelming. but We still have a guy who's listened to every one of them, too. A guy. He wrote me last week, yeah. The guy. He claims he listened to every one of them. What was the Poor number again? Soul. Oh, 855-935-TALK. Yeah, that one. Should I flash that in front of you or something? I How get confused easily. And remember, if, you, if we're not here taking your calls, the marvelous thing about that phone number is that it does work all day and all night, every day of the week. It is the hardest working phone number in America. It is slaving to take your calls and forward your questions to the two of us here at Talking Real Money. And it just, wait, here's one that just came in. Okay, a week ago, but it came in. Hey, this is Kyle from Florida. Um, I'm new to listening to the show. I probably only heard a dozen episodes or so, but obviously I heard you guys talk a lot about index funds and low expense ratios. Um So my question is, I've done some comparing between um, especially a lot of Vanguard funds with low expense ratios and actively managed funds. And even when I run the calculation out, if the actively managed fund is doing 1% or 2% better than the Vanguard fund or a low expense ratio fund, if the actively managed fund is doing a couple percent better, over 20, 30 years, it still seems like you come out ahead even though you're paying the higher expense ratio. So I was just wondering if there's something else I'm missing or why do you guys veer away from 
actively manage funds. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, there's something you're missing. One, you're talking only about past performance. And there's a very famous saying in investing, past performance does not indicate future results. That's one. Two. Number two. Yes. Um, <laughs> two. You're, pick, you're, you're picking. You, you, there may very well have been. And, and by the way, there are two huge sure. studies that were done on this where, they, where uh, some, some academics looked at the performance of actively managed mutual funds. And they found that a portion of, and at any, any given time, it was about 20% of uh, 10 to 20 of actively managed funds outperformed their indexes. However, let's make sure we clarify what an actively managed versus index fund is an actively managed mutual fund or exchange traded fund has a manager picking stocks, timing markets, moving in and out of sectors, et cetera, actively managing the portfolio versus an index simply owns all of the equities in that particular index, or, for example, the Standard & Poor's 500. So they're completely operated differently, although there's closet indexers, and we don't want to go there. Right. So um, at any given time, they found that, yeah, a certain percentage of active funds do beat their indexes. However, then they factor in luck, because at any given time, Somebody is going to beat the market just because they made a lucky guess. And when they factor in luck, they find that about 1% have uh, beaten the market possibly based on skill. However, how do you find that 1%? Because they've already beaten the market. How do we know which ones are going to beat the market? We'll continue this after this. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to our little get-together that we call Talking Real Money. We're so glad you decided to listen. And we hope you'll give us a call from time to time when you need a little help at 855-935-TALK. Now, the last caller raised some really interesting points about uh, active funds occasionally beating value funds. And we admit they do. Sometimes index index funds. You said value. I'm funds. sorry that uh, actively yeah. managed funds beat index funds. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they do. Misspeaking, but it's interesting. The Standard and Poor's index versus active survey done twice a year. Spiva Spiva has yeah. found consistently that somewhere around seventy five to eighty percent of active funds underperform their benchmarks or their indices pretty regularly once you get out to long periods of time. Short term, you might have some dramatic outperformance. And one of the fund groups that people often use to tout this outperformance is the um, the, the American Funds Group. Actively managed funds. They uh, they tend to skew very big blue chip. They're a gigantic group, about as big as Vanguard. They're right up there in the Vanguard universe. And they occasionally do have funds that do pretty well. For example, their American funds, American Mutual Fund, is a five-star rated fund by Morningstar. And it's uh, return year to date this year, 3. 7, a negative 3.77 so far. 
Pretty good when you consider the S&P 500 is down 15. Exactly. So why is it down less than the S&P 500? Because it has a value tilt. Yeah. See, we've got small cap companies. You're only down about breaking even. And if you if you compare it with if you compare it with Vanguard's S and P five hundred, it's dramatically outperformed this year. But if you not com- the same thing. But if you compare it with Vanguard's value index fund, now see large U.S. The, companies that now are in, that we're are dealing value. now we're dealing with apples and apples, an actively managed fund versus a comparable. As a matter of fact, let me just look at the. Uh, as a matter of fact, Vanguard's fund. Use almost identically value as does uh, uh, the American Mutual Fund. Almost very, very close on Vanguard Morningstar's chart. However, the Vans, Vanguard Value Index over the uh, past year to date only down one point five percent. Interesting. So if you looked I mean, at those it, again, two, you'd say, hmm. yep. "Yeah." Here's the thing about deciding for yourself, and everybody has to decide. You got to decide what you believe. I mean, I decided 30 years ago that I would rather accept what the market delivers. In other words, I own indexes or index-like funds. Markets go up, I make some money. Markets go down a little bit of money. But over the long haul, everything I believe, everything I read, that I trust, says that owning the market will provide a good rate of return. It will provide it with less volatility. It will provide it with less cost. And it will provide it with less opportunity for disaster. Because yeah, oh, recently, you hit that on the head. I mean, recently you saw somebody who was a genius, right? Until she wasn't. The oh, you mean Kathy? Sunk. Kathy. Right, Kathy Wood. I mean, she looked smarter than Warren Buffett, smarter than Jimmy Buffett. I mean, she was really, really, really smart. And then those few stocks she picked went sunk. So, I mean, again, actively managed funds can have huge disasters in that way that the passive asset classes may go down, but they've always kind of gone back up. So, you know, I I just don't trust them. I don't trust the managers. And I have friends, by the way, who are active managers, one of whom has a very fine track record. But I would still rather own the market and get market-like returns. I believe that. I believe that for you, and I believe that for the future, for my kids and grandkids, for that matter. And it's interesting. The Vanguard uh, uh, Balanced Index has 341 stocks in it because they're taking from the S&P 500. The American Fund has 172 stocks in it. So So you've got almost safer or less risky. Pardon me. Yeah, Yeah. you got almost double the diversification. And the the index actually the right index. If you compared the you, you, people are always comparing the wrong indexes. As a matter of fact, almost everybody compares almost every fund to the S and P five hundred, which is totally unfair and unreasonable. Really, it should a, not be across yeah. the board. I mean, again, this is as I said, this is something you, an investor, has to decide. There's another very famous guy on the radio who has decided that he has a fund manager that makes twelve percent a year. I don't believe it. Dave Ramsey? Dave Ramsey. He I mean, uses I don't he it. uses the American funds. Uses, and still uses like, you, oh, that's easy. You just buy this one fund, I know, and you get 12% a year, Don. That's easy. You don't buy passive I, index funds. I, I got to tell so, you, he may have, no. but, for example, the American Mutual Fund over 15 years, eight and a quarter percent now over 15 years because we've kind of thrown You're a wrench in the You're not reading the, the right no- charts, Don. I got a better chart for you. So. Huh. I, again, so this is something it's – 
it's a style that I trust. I don't trust active managers. Well, and, and for that caller, really go check out the Standard & Poor's Index versus Active study of all mutual funds. See, what we tend to do as human beings is confuse anecdotes with data. We I think, think because true. we yeah. did some research on our own, and this is what we found, that that is data, that the 12 mutual funds we looked at are indicative of the total market. They are not. And the biggest problem of them all is this. This is what you have to remember. And I don't think we can say this enough, Tom. There is no present or future tense in investing. We cannot say, we've got to quit saying, XYZ did this. Because the implication is that if it, yeah. or not it did, it's, it's doing this. Doing. The current. stock market is going up. This fund yep. is rising. Mm -hmm. Because the implication is that it will continue to do that. I think you can even continue what you just said a moment ago. What, what's happened, we think, in a general sense, will continue to happen. If you look, step back and look at way back, in other words, you know, kind of generally stocks will make more than bonds. Generally, smaller in value stocks will make more than big ones. But other than that, I don't make a whole lot of assumptions about what the future well, looks no, like. Well, no, as a matter of fact, we really shouldn't even make those assumptions. We can only say that stocks have made Correct. more than bonds, that That's bonds right. have made more than cash, that stocks uh, that, that stocks uh, that value stocks have beaten growth stocks over long periods of time. Not always. We just saw about yeah. a 15 year period mm -hmm. where almost value 15 years, almost yeah. 15 years where value stocks underperformed growth, contrary to all the research. So even 15 years can be too short a time frame. And it tests you. It tests you to be an investor in those when you believe something and then you have to hang on and wait for that to get the payoff to occur. It's hard. Investing does require patience. So back to the original question. That's the difference between active and, if you will, passive or indexing. I trust the passive or index approach because I think it's it has real science on its side. Everything else is complete supposition for me. I don't even think you need. You should say for me. I think it's for everybody. That is just the reality of the market. It's kind of like saying stocks have to rise more than they fall. They have to. It's not saying they can't, but if they do fall more than they rise, then you should really just kiss your derriere goodbye. Bye. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you ever doubted the fact that Tom will actually meet with you and spend some time one-on-one -on -one helping you with money, well, you should have listened to the last hour because the guy said, you know, I met with Tom and he didn't try to sell me anything. While I'm a little other disappointed. Than the Honda. Yeah, other than the Honda. While I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that he didn't try to make us lots of money, I guess he did prove us to be honest. At least so. And you that. need to, you got to have a plan no matter where you are in life. You got to get rid of the hodgepodge and you got to have a way to look at the markets moving forward wherever you've been. And I'll help you do all that absolutely free with no 
high pressure sales. I think that's the word you use, right? High I use that a lot. And it'll it, it'll be you if you have if you can fit people in. But otherwise, we'll get you one of yeah. our advisors. Absolutely. So just go to talkingrealmoney.com, click on meet an advisor, or call eight hundred three eight six three zero zero four. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.